Rannick falls into her, bleeding from a dozen stab wounds, and that's the last push Parta needed. She drags her foot out from under him and turns, trying not to scream, takes a step into the darkness. If she can get around the corner, she can duck through the stalactites and pick them off one by one, maybe. They're not that tough when they're alone, right? Rannick grabs onto her leg as she steps away and Parta stumbles. She spins around and swings her wrapped fist as she goes, a sickening crunch, and the feel of a face giving way under her fist. Parta lets her next breath out in a primal scream. The bald, almost invisible monster people don't shrink back. She can't even tell which one she hit. They just keep coming. She turns again, gets to the stalactites. Something cold bites into her back and she knows it should hurt, but she's past feeling the little things. She just has to get to the stalactites and make a stand. Ignore how heavy her boots feel. Ignore the whimpering. They could at least have the decency to finish Rannick off and push. One more step, and then another, and another. A hard pain in her back. Persistent they are. She jumps the last five feet, putting everything she's got into getting an arm on a rocky pillar, swinging herself around and making a stand. Daggers whip through the air behind her, but Parta's got it now. Everything's gonna be okay. She rocks her weight back on her foot and squares up, dipping out of the way of an oncoming stab while she swings a massive uppercut into a skulk's stomach. The creature stumbles back, coughing, interfering with the others as they try to press into the newly confined space, and then from behind her, a few whispered words. Something explodes into view from every direction and nowhere all at once. Massive spider webs. They coat the cave walls, catch her arms and legs, and she's stuck, slowed. She can see the daggers coming now, but she can't do anything to stop them. She can't move fast enough. This is Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pod Against the Machine, the only podcast that specifically mentions its opposition to the machine in the title. Seriously, we checked, and uh, I'm pretty sure everyone else is for it, which is crazy. Uh, this is Sam, your host. Uh, let's go around the table uh, once more and remind everyone who's bland. Don't all go at once. Oh, Jeff is uh, being obstinate. Give the people what they want. It's a strike. <laughs> I am. I was trying to. Trying to give them a fresh, a fresh hot take on the intro. Boo. This is your curse. But uh, it's B, Jeff, with the old stale take. Uh, I'm here playing Asher Halich, the sighted gunslinger. Uh, and uh, popcorn over to you, Izzy. Ah, fresh take. <laughs> Twist. Uh, yeah, now I've totally forgotten my name and my characters. We'll make that up on the fly, and hopefully it matches. Hi, I'm Izzy. I'm playing Kira. Also sighted, but that hasn't changed. See, I can't go second. I can't go second. I don't even know who should go next now. I I gotta quit the show. Since we're flipping things up i think i've been going last every time so i'll go next uh Turo here and i am still playing uh vargas 
who, despite not being blind, uh, is the least perceptive member of the party. And uh, I'm playing Brixby. Uh, I being Zach, that is, playing Brixby Redtail, who, despite also being sighted at this juncture, is no more effective in combat than he was when he was blind. All right, for a quick recap of where we were last week, um, miraculously, everyone's sight came back after about an hour of poignant, poignant character moments and real deep emotional bonding. And I would be remiss if I did not award a Sky Medal to Izzy for Kara's um, heartwarming stories of um, her relationship with our dear departed Parda. And and then after um, finally departing from the uh, half-flooded cave, you all went south and found some junk and found some fairly valuable watch batteries in the junk. And then you found a secret underground civilization of creepy hairless people who blend into walls. And those people were super sociable and... Everyone became best friends immediately, despite any murders that may or may not have taken place recently. Um, they did hire you to clean out a mess of gremlins who fight fair, and um, tensions were not high at all during that exchange. And now you are working on said gremlins, who, as I've said, are super nice people. So... As we pick up action, um, we're still in initiative order. We're technically in the middle of a fight, even though there are no gremlins physically present. Um, Asher has a spike lodged in his shoulder, and he is in the middle of his turn. So why don't we kick it over to Asher? Thanks, Sam. Great to be back. Uh, yeah, so... I'm glad the gremlins are really nice. This is just a weird, crazy happenstance that I, uh, that Asher just found a rock spike in his shoulder. Dumb, bummer. Uh, and that was my full, his full movement action. And he readied an action to fire at a hostile gremlin target if one appears within 25 feet of his pistol, which he is wielding. Hmm. I go first real good. And that's the end of my turn. All right, we will kick it over to Kira. Yeah. Uh, in keeping with our brand new world order, uh, I will go next and probably not mess it up. Um, Kira will move over, I think this, if she moves up one and then the diagonal thing, we said it's like every other square you do 10 feet. Um, yeah, every other diagonal counts as two squares. Okay, so she moves diagonal, and then also through Brixby Square. I think that puts her at one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's gonna put like 20-ish feet. Not on top of Brixby. Right next to him, and hopefully there is not a trap there. Um, so far, no trap there. Almost done. So she's gonna move there, and do the same thing as everyone else in writing action if that thing comes back within 10 feet of her. Uh, she's gonna hit it as hard as she can. Okay. And we're back around to Vargas. Your ready to action did not go off. Okay. Yeah. Vargas is going to assume 
that they're probably in the direction that they trap. So he is going to take one step to the north here, technically two steps, but one step ahead of Asher to the north here, and then make a perception for traps. That is an 18. However, our way appears to be clear. Okay, but then he's going to finish up that movement. On the lid. Actually, he's only going to go up one further north because he's uh, not trusting this next intersection without another check. So that will be his turn. Okay. And, and all right. And now it's Brixby's turn. Your ready to action also did not go off. Missing the uh, closeness to this feeling with his warm and amicable companion, Vargas. Uh, she will follow his same path, uh, the five-foot step to the northwest, and then ten more feet uh, north to occupy his square, and he, he will do a perception check um, on the small, tight passage uh, to see if there are any traps there. Okay. All right, we are looking at a 17. Uh, with a 17, it looks safe. You don't see any traps. All right, now, this path looks safe to me. And now we are back around to Asher. Asher will call out to Brixby and say, Ah, good to hear, I'll be there. Something in the order of six seconds. And he'll draw first with Cure Light Wounds potion we've had from Dolga uh, and the pop the cork and drink it. Hoping to have saved it, but uh, what are you gonna do? Has a three on the die, uh, plus one, four back of the nine he took from the totally like accidental nature spike, and that's a full round turn. Okay. And now it is Kira's turn. Um, seeing that uh, the rest of her friends have sort of circled around and maybe stepped out of immediate danger, uh, Kira will drop her rage. Say she's still upset, just not raging. Um, and hopefully no one regrets that. So she's visibly tired, fatigued mechanically. Um, we'll move up after Asher. Um, and in front of him. How many spaces is this? Two, three, four, five, six. Cool. So she's going to move up just in front of Asher and uh, behind Brixby. Um, and yep, still has her uh, Lucy, the Lucerne Hammer, uh, bedazzled with glitter and ribbons. Um, and will, I guess she can still ready an action to it. If that thing comes back within 10 feet of her, she will again try to hit it, but you know, with less anger this time. Okay, and as you um, have all piled yourselves up in a nice line here, uh, the gremlin comes running down from the north, stops where at least Brixby can see him, waves and goes, <laughs> and then takes off to his right um, into 
a little opening in the cave wall. And we are back to Vargas. Vargas is immediately going to assume this is some kind of trap because the last two times this happened, somebody got stabbed by wall spikes. So he is going to take a single step forward and then make a perception for traps again. With a 15. Everything seems fine. Okay, Vargas is actually going to hold, uh, or not hold, he's going to ready an attack, and free action, he's going to uh, request that Brixby take the lead in case there are more traps. So he's going to uh, look behind him and say, you, uh, Brixby, maybe you should lead. They seem to be trying to lure us into another trap. And that will end his turn. Alright. Brixby, you are up. So, um, Fargus has effectively checked the two, the, like, the point of egress from the small passage here, these squares to our uh, east, correct? Yeah. So, um, knowing that, uh, Brix will move. Vargas is squared to the east, and then a five foot step to the northeast. Uh, and uh, seeing that this opens up into a larger room, um, yeah, I think he's gonna do one more perception check because I agree with uh, Vargas's assessment. You know, up until this point, we've been lured into a variety of snares. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be checking the area. Uh, to his east, northeast, north area, uh, seeing kind of anywhere around him, if there's any danger. Excellent time to roll high. That is a dirty 20. All right, with a dirty 20, as you step out um, into this larger room, you're on a kind of narrow ledge overlooking the rubble-filled cavern. Um, the far wall down below you uh, appears to be made of smooth metal. Uh, it's a dark gray kind of, kind of looks like a cast iron type deal. Uh, there is a circular seam in it, uh, tightly closed. So it barely, barely looks like a seam at all. But um, it sits uh, just above the the top of the rubble line but you don't see any traps in the immediate vicinity. All right, it's, um, safe. Or oh, relatively so. Any other actions you want to take? You only used a, a five-foot step. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, wait, I, I went through. I took a five-foot step and then an addition. I did a full 10 feet of movement there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and by my searchy search. So, um... Yet another exciting round for Brixby comes to a close. All right, we are back up to Asher. Awesome. Seeing that it is relatively safe, Asher will follow the super conga line of justice and carefully trace Brixby's steps. Uh, can I... I guess I couldn't choose to, like, climb into your square now, baby, and make you, like, not have any penalties. 
Is that is that how Skriggs rumor works? That's like a choice that you make there, Bricks. Yeah, I have to move into someone's uh, square to do it. I don't think anyone can move into mine and get the same effect. It's got to be like a consensual swarming. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, then, then he will end five feet ahead of you and die. From Asher's position, he can see another gremlin um, just sort of snuck up in a narrow passage off to the north. Uh, this gremlin looks a little bit beefier than the other two gremlins. Neat. Is that the last thing Asher sees before a spike pierces up in the skull? So far, no spike. Awesome. You never know. Uh, I don't. Uh, life is fleeting. Burn a grip point. Uh, Asher will indeed focus his aim on this gremlin and take a shot. All right. Not great. Uh, that is a 14 against touch. This thing's tiny, so probably miss. Yeah, it gives you two tiny no fingers and starts laughing. It's rude. It's very rude. Yes, I'm appalled at your lack of civility. That's the turn. Kira is up. Yeah, okay. So if Kira hears this gun goes off um, and assumes there's danger. Can, is there a way to see which squares we've checked for traps? Can I move to this one beside Vargas? Did we, is that like because of the proximity to where he's standing, we're good? Great, I'm getting nods. Uh, for listeners at home, everyone said it's fine. Okay, so she's going to move. That's like not at all helpful. Um, well, let's move there. About three-ish squares. Um, one, two, three. I don't even know if we can get all the way up there. I guess she can double move, so maybe we'll do that. Um... Is the square in front of Asher standable? It hasn't been checked yet, but like, can people stand there? Or is that a rock wall? Yeah, you can fit in that square. Cool. Um, another question mark. Uh, yeah. And I can't make a perception <laughs> check from way back here on whether that square is safe, correct? No, too far away. Yep, yeah, okay. All right, well, Let's go for it. Man, I really hope I don't kill a character in the... Well, I guess we're on episode four now, so it'd be, like, fine. So, uh, yep, she's standing in the question mark square. <laughs> and hoping that all goes well. I have a pretty mean question for you. What weapon is uh, Kara currently holding? Uh, she has, let me see, a loose hammer. And her greatsword is still on the ground. Um, yes. Uh, she cannot attack from five feet away. She needs to be ten feet away. Great, that's fine. I'm okay with that. That is better than dying. Uh, yeah, so that's, I think that, because that had to be a double move to go past people. Um, so yeah, great. End of my turn, alive. Score. That's always a win. <laughs> Yay. All right, we are back up to Vargas. Okay, so is there anywhere 
Because <laughs> you said to the east here, it like slopes down to... Like, what'd you say? It was like 10 feet down, there's a bunch of rubble and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, this is a narrow ledge here. So that's not somewhere you could stand. Yeah. Uh, I guess what would make the most sense would be for Vargas to step out here to the east and pretend he doesn't see this goblin over here because I believe there's a rock in the way. So that is going to be his turn. Uh, I guess actually he would once again uh, ready an action to attack if anything comes within melee distance. Okay. This little goblin over here, or I keep calling them goblins, but they are even smaller and more vicious looking than goblins, is going to step into Carrier Square with impunity because she's got a big long weapon and can't even hit it. And it is going to... See, that was a five foot step, so it's got a full attack here. First with the short sword. Uh, that's only a nine to hit. He is okay. And it's going to make with the bite. The bite is a 16. Oh, no, that's less okay. Alright, this is, this is the big damage here. One damage. Uh, she looks uncomfortable. Well, it's good. That's what we aim for discomfort here. Puts the pot against the machine way. And, um, Brixby is up. Uh, Brixby seeing that someone is impinging on his small, ineffectual melee character who occupies squares, uh, thing. He's gonna reassert his dominance by occupying Asher's square to the north, just south of Kira and the Gremlin. Um, it's like a reverse game of chicken or something. And it's gonna take a full-on attack. Right. Uh, that is a 21 with the rapier, but an 8 with the tail blade. Now the rapier hits. Alrighty, and rapier is 1d4 minus 1. Two points of damage, but... Four points of sneak attack damage, so six in total. Six in total, you feel like you, you just barely scratched him. You did do damage, but it, it didn't feel like six damage by any stretch of the imagination. And Asher is up. Boy, it's crowded in here. Uh, Asher will... We could see him sort of hesitate for a second. Yeah, but he drops his pistol to the ground. It's empty, so it's not going to probably go off and kill me. Uh, but he will draw a light mace out uh, from his hip and swing it, trying not to hit Kira or crush a rat person between his desert thighs. Uh, 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 16. 
about 16 total is not going to do it. Cool. Well, we tried. And really, at the end of the day, isn't that what's important? Okay, uh, Kara is up. You have a little beefy monster amongst your legs. And if I move, that's going to provoke? Because I'm in its little cubby. Uh, you could do a five-foot step, and um, it wouldn't provoke. I also would not be able to hit it. But tiny creatures don't, they threaten zero feet. So I wasn't sure if it would provoke no matter what. Well, it, it only provokes in its own square, but I, I feel like a five-foot step protects you from one square of threatened space. Okay. Uh... I'm going to take a risk and try the full movement. Um, first, I'm going to perceive. Oh, can I fit down this little passageway up to the north? Yeah, it's a little tight, but you can fit. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to see if there are bad things over there. Um, that's a 17 to perceive danger. Now, it looks like it's clear over there. Well. I'm going to take your word for it, and I'm going to move two squares. Kind of slash at you on the way. Uh, 21 to hit. Yeah, that's going to do it. All right. This is the beefy one. That is one damage. <laughs> Cute. Still kind of sore, uh, but on her seat. Um, I was here, so this is one, two which doesn't put her 10 feet away. If I move, is that too far? I'm going to see how far this is. Yeah, that's 10 feet. It's just going to get like a, a little bit of cover. Okay. Because of the rock wall making it awkward. Yeah, okay. So she's going to squeeze into this little narrow chasm here so she can maybe have a chance of hitting it. Um, she's taken one point of damage. It's, it's, it's slowly whittling away. Um, and then she's going to turn around and swing. Still fatigued, unfortunately. So that is just going to be a 13 plus 4 to hit. Uh, 17. 17's uh, not going to do the job. Oh. Do we give her flanking? Since both Brixby and I have melee weapons out. Ah, you do. But sadly, a 19 doesn't do it either. It's a real bummer. Is it the cover? I'm going to say it's the cover. The cover's not helping you. Okay, uh, well, that's my turn. All right, and on the next turn, instead of Vargas coming up, a little creature is going to come scurrying out from between some rocks, clamber up the um, cliff face, and into Vargas's square. So Vargas actually has two shots at, or he gets his ready to action and an attack of opportunity. So you got two shots at this thing. Pulse, so I'm going to uh, roll 2d20. Seeming ready to action is a. It's been more than a minute since uh, our fight against the first goblin, correct? Well, we've been an initiative the whole time. It hasn't been 10 rounds yet. I think we're at round 7. Oh, yeah, then that means this is still a plus 4, so that is a 23 to hit. You battle it. Package. And that is 
seven points of damage. Seems like a little of a broke through there. And the other one is probably not a hit. That is 13. Yeah, right, we'll hit. Okay. Alright, and this little maniac is going to take a stab at you with its short sword. That is a 24 to hit. That is a hit. I don't know why I'm bothering to roll the damage. It's one damage. And as your prize, you get another round against this little bugger in your square. Teddy, he is going to do a full round of attack. So the first thing he's going to do is attempt to punch it again. And miss horribly with a natural... Oh no, that's a natural 9. That's still a miss though, because that's still 13. 13 will not hit. And... After that misses, then his uh, fist is going to glow with that uh, green light again, and he's going to attempt to hit it with an acid splash. And you... That is... Do you need to roll the cast defensively on that one? Oh, yes I do, actually. I guess you could just take the AOO. Those big... big actually, uh... Yeah, I'll, I don't mind taking these because I wouldn't. I don't mind losing the spell either. It's a cantrip. It's an eleven to hit you with a stab while you cast them. Okay, yeah, so that's a miss, and the cast is not a hit. That is one point lower than his swing was. So he uh, shoots a glob of acid at it, and it just sails over it and lands down in that pit. On your burns, that is his turn. For you to the Darklands, and a Drider comes up. Now it's a boss fight. Alright, we have this little boss-type creature here. It's going to... Seeing how far away from it Kara is, and seeing that she totally whiffed, is going to climb into the square with Brixby and Asher and it's gonna take a shot at the rat man or two shots as it may case may be uh 10 do we get AOOs for that oh yeah actually you both get AOOs as it... no well yeah you do <laughs> uh that is an 18 uh 18 does not hurt what if he added my three? <laughs> That's right, a total of three. Uh, put that here. That would not. Teamwork. So a 12, I assume, does not hit Brixby? Nope. All right, and with the bite, that is an 11. So super effective, this guy. So small and dexterous. You're gigantic and dexterous, and you hit with place compared to a gremlin. And you are up. All right. Um, well, it's a party in this square. <laughs> Time to full attack. Uh, rapier first. That is a no. Tailblade is probably also a no, so that's a 17. Gosh, that was an 18 on the uh, 17 does not. Damn. I am <laughs> not going to hit these things. <laughs> All right, Asher, you are up. Speaking of not going to hit these things, 
I will, Asher will provoke uh, an attack of opportunity by picking his pistol up off the ground. Uh, if the creature chooses to take it, I was told they're nice. Did say that. They're pretty nice. That is a 20 to hit with the, the stabber. Well, stinging. <laughs> I just don't know how much it's going to do in damage. Yeah, it's one. Oh, man. Uh, what? This guy can deal two damage. Just chooses not to. Uh, hey, I respect that. Uh, Asher will take the point of damage and then uh, chamber around into his pistol. All right, and Kira is up. Great. Um, Kira is wondering if she should have not dropped out of rage because that to hit bonus would be super helpful. Uh, she will nonetheless take a five-foot step forward back toward um, her gremlin friend, who I think is still under uh, Rixby. Um, and pull the hit. Not great. That's going to be a 14 total. But now that's going to whiff. Yep. Real bad. That's my turn. Alright. Um, let's see. This little gremlin here at the Tenvargus Square did not like getting punched in the face. So it's gonna take a risk. And if I can actually get to it, I'm gonna be back in a second, Vargas. It is going to run into the most the new record holder for the most crowded square in the game. So let's see, Vargas. Brixby and Asher all get attacks of opportunity, should they so choose. Uh, I picked up my ranged weapon. Yeah, and uh, I know an 18 doesn't hit, so. An 18 does hit this one. Ooh, all right. Yeehaw. That is 1d4 minus 1. I rolled a 1 for a 1. Here comes the sneak attack. That makes it a six with a five on the die. Whoa. So, six in total. All right. A little bit of that creeps on through. I think clearly what happened is I was intimidating it when I had a, a melee weapon out. And then as soon as I was like, you know what? This isn't, this isn't fair to the gremlins. They had the courage. He was so scared of you that it's going to... Stab you with its short sword. Oh, so he keeps stepping on Jiro's AOL. I think he killed it. Yeah. Oh, you did hit it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a 22. Oh. For some reason, I thought you'd missed. Oh, uh, what was the damage on the 22? Another 45. Six. Six damage? We'll take it. All right. A little bit of that crept through, but it is still up. It is looking pretty rough. And it um, took a stab at Asher with a, what was that number, 17. And a 17 does not hit. At last, at last, he dodges out of the way, renewed with confidence, holding his pistol in his hand. And all right, Vargas is back up, but oddly lonely all alone in the square. So, yeah, there is uh, nothing sharing this square with me anymore, so I don't have to cast offensively. And he's just going to launch a glob of acid 
into that square with half a dozen of his allies in it and hope he hits uh, this thing, which his AC is probably about 40 right now with all of the uh, bonuses he's going to get there. That is not going to work. That is a 9. Yeah, 9 is not going to do it. And despite the crowd in that square, we're going to say that just splatters against the wall because not going to hit you with a friendly fire type deal here. See now. Now we're back around to boss man. He's going to take a, a full attack and he'll do one for Brixby and one for Asher's. So short story Brixby. That is a 20 to hit. Oh yeah. Alright, so the normal damage is one and the sneak attack is five. That's six damage. <laughs> so they are flanking with two, two zero reach gremlins. I actually managed to get a flank. Alright, it's a uh, good way to kick off taking damage on this podcast with over 50%. Glad we're not playing massive damage rolls. Because ow. <laughs> and the bite at Asher is going to be a 19 to hit. Yeah, that hits. All right, one for the normal, and for the sneak attack, uh, one more, two damage total. Whew, still up. Ow. And Brixby, you are up. All right, I'm gonna try to return the favor to boss man. Um, full attack, uh, yeah, focus and fire. Um, rapier first, that is a natural 20. Natural 20. Okay. Natural 20. All right, rolling to confirm. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. A three on the die. I know it's not going to confirm, but at least I hit it. Um, so, uh, that is going to be one point of rapier damage and another five. A lot of gears and shit on here. Yeah, that's a five. Another five, making that one effective. Well, six points of damage. Tailblade's coming through with the negative. I kid you not, hold on, let me rotate my camera here. Does everyone see that? So for a second, it looked like a 20. It's a second nat 20. It was not rolled to confirm, but it's on a different die. Uh, but yeah, that is a 14, but minus one, that makes that a 13. So I know that's also not enough to confirm. So not confirmed, but uh, that is my 1d2 minus 1, so 1 and 4 on the die this time, making that a 5 in total. So, not, God, two very ineffective nat 20s, but that was crazy. Alright, anyway, end of my turn. <laughs> Alright, um, Asher is up. Man, uh, not, not looking too great. This, uh, this guy's wobbling on his feet. And seeing as how he would provoke from two, um, two creatures who tried to shoot and or move, uh, he's going to take a full withdraw and full withdraw back here, uh, two steps back to a known checkmark square on our minesweeper board of which squares are trapped. And it's, man, that's going to do it. 
heck of a turn. I'm a hero. Alright, Kira is up. You have two gremlins and a rat in front of you. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, just, just gonna try and hit one of them again. Um, also not looking great, but uh, she's been worse. Let's go for something else here. Come on, guys. Uh, that is 11 plus 4, 15. 15 does not do it. Yep. Um, that's, that's, that's my turn. That's my turn, but hey, she's no longer fatigued. Nice. You got that going for you. Yeah, we'll see. Alright, now one of the two gremlins sharing a square with Brixby is going to totally whiff on its attack. That's a total of a 10. And with the bite, it's a natural 20. Oh boy. So, may have a roll to confirm. That is, could go either way. That is a 16 to confirm. Meets beats. At least someone can confirm a critical here. <laughs> Expletive. So that means, let's see here. The reckon damage is going to be... We're going to get two damage with that bite. And then the sneak attack does not get doubled. That's three more. Total of five damage on Bricks. Richby is now disabled. He's standing at zero. Alright, Vargas is up. His new rat friend is wobbling on his feet. And in a very bad spot. And he's gonna sit and go, I told him he should have kept that potion. And he is not going to step forward. Because he does not want to get in front of Asher and put even more targets between him and what he's shooting at. So he's just going to attempt to fire another glob of acid out with a different D20. Okay, there we go, 20. It's a foot 22. That is a natural 20 uh, ranged spell attack. That's a unnatural 20, you said? That is a natural 20. All right, you want to roll to confirm? Yep. And that is an 18. An 18 versus touch? Uh, no, versus... Oh, no, it is range touch. Okay, yes, it is. Okay, and, um, which one are you going after? You going after the boss man or the slightly less beefy one? Probably, you know, now that it's a natural 20, I want to say boss, but going back to what I was thinking at the start of this turn, I don't want to lie. He was absolutely going for the little one. Oh, I wish he was. <laughs> was that with the minus four for precise shot? Oh, no, it was not. So the first one would have been an 18, and the confirmation then would have been a 14, so that might not confirm. Well, but, so it doesn't confirm, but the nat 20 still hits. Um, so roll your d3. Thank you for keeping me honest. I completely forgot that I am firing into a melee. Okay, three, four. Actually, no, plus nothing. It's a cantrip, so just three. So that is a three acid. All right, that um, crumbles one of the gremlins, the smaller of the two, to the ground as it 
burns off his face and he falls down at Rixby's feet. Unfortunately, uh, the beefier of the two gremlins is still standing in that square and it really doesn't have a choice but to go after the rat man. There's always a choice. That is going to be an 18 to hit. 18 does hit. Alright. Uh, one damage. Alright. Brixby is down. Brixby goes down. It's still gonna go for the bite because it is a jerk. Nice. And that is a 5 to hit on the prone unconscious Brixby, which I think still doesn't hit it. Yeah, I can knock on all those conditions. With the size alone, I, I don't think the five. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. Even with unconscious and prone. I mean, it is the AC of a square, and I'm essentially just the square right now. I'm kidding. Don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are up at a lean negative one, and it's your turn, so roll to stabilize. All right. I am rolling a d20 plus my con mod here. That is an 18 on Big Pink, plus my two Kanman, bringing me to a 20. Okay, Brixby is not currently dying. And Asher, you are up. So I think between episodes three and four, did Brixby go and take that cool, cool trait that Vargas has so he can pop back up and uh, stab this guy? And tell anyone. <laughs> it, it was a retraining, it was legal. Everyone has it now. Get clean. <laughs> Here's the bonus campaign trait. Thanks, Sam. Uh, I, well, uh, Asher feels terrible because he backed out and Brixby fell. However, he's no longer firing in the melee. Uh, so Asher will kind of grit his teeth. And speaking of grit, burn another grit point uh, to focus his aim on this gremlin and says, he may have fallen to the ground but my friend will not fall this day. Going back to the portal days. With a natural 20. Alright, roll to confirm. Don't mind if I do. Natural 18 to confirm. Uh, so that makes it a 24 against touch AC. I believe that is a confirmed times 4 gun critical. Oh, thank God. Uh, so that is going to be 4d8 plus 4. Uh, and my focused aim ability lets me add my charisma modifier. I'm going to guess that's not multiplied on a crit. Usually, part, I don't know. Right, is there precision damage? I can tell you that it's almost certainly not going to matter. But I'm all defense. Well, while I look that up, why don't you roll your damage? Oh, sure. Don't mind if I do. I have 48 here. Gotta always be prepared. Uh, let's see here. 3 plus 1 is 4, plus 5 is 9, plus 7 is 16, plus 4 is 20. If we're just adding my charisma modifier. Uh, so it's on all attacks. It doesn't say, it just says I get a 
bonus to my damage roll. Since it's my damage roll, that might just be multiplied. Yeah, I would say it is based on this because, like, with an alchemist, when they get bonus damage, it specifically says this is not added. Nice. Uh, then that will that would be uh, plus twelve, so thirty-two points of damage to save his companion. All right. Um, why don't you tell us what it looks like when you critically murder the leader of the Gremlin tribe? Asher, uh, as I as I alluded to, he he hated to have stepped away, leaving Brixby there, but he knew it was his best chance to get a shot. So he he grips this pendant around his neck, squints his left eye closed, fire aims the pistol carefully, and gets this bullet shooting straight out around his fallen rat companion right between the eyes of this gremlin. A horrible boss of the gremlin who, you know, has a name and a tragic backstory and a very sympathetic character who plants spikes and murders people for fun uh, falls to the ground, a bullet through its head. We're out of initiative. Thank God. So, uh, Vargas will immediately step up and uh, feed his potion to Brixby. Ooh, and ready? I'll do this D8 roll here. Oh, yeah. Let's see. That big eight we got here on this uh, diehard dice that'll not actually show off. So, we're looking oh, at nine uh, points of damage. Uh, wait, no, the opposite. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. He nope. killed himself. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Brixby is permanently dead. That was a potion of inflict light wounds. He did have an unholy symbol. <laughs> oh, no take backs. I'm gone, guys. Sorry. Great to see it. <laughs> it's canon. All right. So Brixby is up. You are in this weird room where there is a pile of junk uh, down below and a metal wall. I vision how uh, he does the... Uh, 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 Whoa, like touching himself kind of over, realizes he's still covered in his own blood, but most of it is back inside his body and looks up at Vargas and is like, see, told you you should have hung on to that potion for me. Just smiles, coughs up more blood, tries to get up, doesn't, then does get up. There we go. That's a, yeah, he's, is there anything on this thing besides bits of me and bits of it? He checks the body of the gremlin that's probably polka dotting his face mostly at this point. Yeah, you've got um, between the three of them, there's uh, three tiny short swords. All right. And uh, Vargas is going to remind Chira. Uh, to get her sword back at the last intersection. Uh, yeah. When when you, like, say her name, she doesn't appear to hear you at first. She's just staring at Brixby. Um, it's like maybe a couple times. She's like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I know. Thanks. And she'll go. Get it. So in this room, we see the glowing metal door to the east that the pit kind of goes down 
um, and a passage to the south, which could potentially just lead us right back to the Skulks. I mean, I'm happy to take my newfound mortality for granted and, um, you know, get on my butt and just slide down very non-gracefully uh, the side of this sand wall uh, grade to the bottom and begin to approach the metal door, walking slowly, checking for traps. I can roll a perception if you would like. Yeah, go for it. 12 on the die, plus 7, unless it is a high-tech or mechanical trap. Uh, so, yeah, it's a 19, unless it's a high-tech or mechanical trap, and then it's 20. Oh, yeah, it looks clear. This just does, uh, seems to be a, a pile of rubble that looks like the other piles of rubble you've already come across. Probably the horde of stuff the gremlins have stolen from the skulks over time. Asher will call down Brixby and say, First of all, I'm glad you're alive, my new friend. Second of all, perhaps since we've fulfilled our end of the bargain, we might return to the Skulks for some of that treasure that I recall definitely being informed of, since I wouldn't have heard it firsthand not being a part of that conversation. But definitely you filled us in we traverse. Perhaps some of the treasure may uh, help heal us, as I, for one, am doing quite poorly. We seem to have ourselves in a bit of a situation with two fistfuls of trouble. Yeah, this is true. I am living exclusively on the kindness of strangers um, right now, and I, I don't want to take that for granted, but and you see him just continuing to get distracted and staring at this big metal wall. Then back at the party. And then just hangs his rat head and pads back towards everybody, looking back at the wall over and over. He's very excited about this. You're right. We should go back. But seriously, thank you for reviving me. Lady uh, puts his paw on Vargas's knee, thigh area outside of it. Friendly. Friendly slap. All good. Good game. That <laughs> really just got worse as I kept going. <laughs> Quick rope. Just an affectionate reach around. <laughs> and then uh, Vargas just kind of looks down at him and says, the next time that someone tells you to hold on to your healing, hold on to your healing. It's true, but it wouldn't have done a a whole lot of good for me, if I had it on me. Just saying. Looks like we got each other's backs there, uh, chum. <laughs> he just keeps looking at you. But our ever-wise gunslinger was quite correct. There was, in fact, treasure waiting for us, so. No, um... If you're heading back to the Skulks, uh, which way are y'all going? <laughs> the exact <laughs> way we went in reverse. Yep, walking backwards. Still checking for traps anyway, because you don't know where that third one was for like 90% of that fight. I'm watching you. 
And so far, everybody seems safe. I wouldn't put it past him to be resetting the old traps. <laughs> wow, Asher was really fast there at the end. <laughs> it's at 30 feet of movement speed, you know. You think about it. That's alacrity. All right, as you all traverse the area through the traps you've already triggered and back into the lair of Seth, the leader of the Skulks, she hops down off of her rubble pile when you appear and says, Well, have you chased them off? Better than that. He'll uh, throw the three short swords, the tiny short swords down at piss speed, which he definitely picked up, and say, they won't be troubling you anymore. Very good, very good. They will, they'll be back. They can jump between the dark lands and this place uh, much easier than we can, but this will keep them off for a time, and we do appreciate it. They're nothing but a nuisance. She heads into her uh, makeshift hut, rattles some things about, and comes back with a pouch. And she says, well, a uh, uh, deal is a deal. I, I believe you'll find this payment fair. And she hands over a, a jingly pouch. You have anything in the way of, let's say, healing people? I think my friends and I kind of took a beating from those things that you couldn't handle on your own. Uh, why don't you roll diplomacy if you want to... <laughs> okay. That's a six. Total. A six total? Um, she uh, looks at you and, and says, I, I believe if you were resourceful enough to find your way through a nest of gremlins, you can find your way to your own healing. If we're not running a charity here. Yeah, it'd be a very weird charity if you were running one down here. Uh, with all the traps and brown. It would be thoroughly impractical and that's what I'm saying. Well, why would anyone do that? Well, an Asher will uh, bluster a bit and say, well, we do appreciate this generosity of coin. My, my half-orc friend is right. We risked our lives for something you couldn't handle. And... Not only are we resourceful enough to defeat these gremlins, we could perhaps see to it that we keep the surface dwellers out, keep them from entering your domain. That surely would be worth uh, its weight and healing, and it'd be far from a charity. And that is a hard bluff. Uh, 21 total. And she looks at Asher and um, seems to think about his words for a bit. And, and she heads back into her tent and grabs a couple things and, and comes out with uh, two potions and shran them over. It's here. But this is a deal I will hold you to. No other surface dwellers may come through here. Just the four of you. Of course. 
I will, I will, so long as I return alive, I will make sure of it. I will, I will keep them out. Well, my name isn't Sanville Tret. And she nods knowingly and says, yes, yes, Sanville Tret. You suck, Sanville Tret. Yes, you suck as well, sir. I hold you to your whip. Akira has to turn and face the back wall. Like, I... Excuse me. Um, I would like to add an important addendum to that. That also includes anybody that we find down here that we're taking out. That is a surface dweller. Ah. Uh, they are also subject to this treaty. No new ones in, just the ones that are in here. Let's get them out, yeah? Um, also, well... If they're already in here, then yes, they can they can go out, but they can't come back. That's fine. I don't, can't imagine why anyone wouldn't want to visit down here again, but I think they'll live. That's it. I'm just saying, this is turning into a high-traffic area. There's too much logistically for me to handle. I know. With running a charity down here, you need to focus. That said, in the other room, there's a big... His eyes get all bulgy and rat-like. Metal. Wall. What is that? Uh, she smiles and um, she says, uh, I assume that's what all of you are coming down here for. Beyond is a, a strange, strange place indeed. And it holds only death. I would not recommend you go in there. You are unlikely to return. I imagine the purple-haired woman and hers, they're all dead somewhere beyond there, along with the man who killed most of my tribe and his people. And do you know anything about opening this door, this wall? I saw a scene. We opened both of the doors in the past. There's one to the south of here as well, amongst our camp. Um, the doors open readily. Or at least they used to. We haven't tried them since we found and met what lurks on the other side. And what is that exactly? I told you. Death. The dead walk in there. Mm. They do not stop. Uh, would that further clarification of the generalized death becoming the much more specific undeath, Brixby will incline his head back up at his companions. Well? He came this far. Perhaps we should keep going. Uh, does our totally um, fantasy-style stopwatch that was given to us by the cleric of Bry uh, tell us exactly how long we have left on this water breathing? Uh, your carefully wound stopwatch would probably tell you that you've you've burned at this point two and a half to three hours of your water breathing. You're about halfway through. I'll, I'll be honest, I for one am also a bit curious. So what lies behind that hatch? Perhaps we take just a gentleman's peek, and if the way seems clear, we could progress a bit further before we need to return. Which, and he'll look the Seth. To be, to be fair, we, we may need to leave and return ourselves. We just, 
promised that I would do everything in my power to keep other surface thrillers from coming, but for in order for us to survive, we would need to leave to get healing and rest, etc. So Yes, we've we've established that you're allowed to come and go. You have safe passage now that we have a peace treaty. You can come and go, but keep it reasonable. We have to sleep at some point and you know, can't just have people coming and going at all hours, having loud parties and whatnot. No, no, we, we understand it's a provisional hall pass of sorts. We won't violate curfew or anything like that. That's good, that's good. We appreciate your considerations. We, we can put up a sign, um, and it'll be very intimidating. I myself have some skills in drawing, uh, not officially, but I, I consider myself something of an artist. So, um... Maybe just a picture of some knives, I think, will do it. Tongue, the knives are very scary. Some say they're the scariest thing that you eat with. Who says that? People. Some from wise people. You would know them. Can you tell us of uh, any other dangers besides walking on life? We, we don't go through the passages. We don't go beyond those doors. Seeing the dead walk is enough for us. What do you know about a creature with three legs? I know so nothing. The the dead beyond they they have four arms, but and some in my tribe claim that the the man who slew many of us came through with a, a metal creature with three legs, but I did not see it myself. Well, um, do you know anything about... He turns back to the party and uh, makes the very easy to recognize international hand gesture for uh, sterling silver unholy symbol of a uh, skull pierced by a bone pick. Um, you know, just a one of these. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was saying, does that, can we, can we produce it? So, see if I know anything about Xyphus, Abyssarii, uh, this being listened. Yeah, Vargas will, uh, take it out and hand it over to Brixby and he can show it to him. We found this as well. Have you ever seen it before? Doesn't look familiar to me. Looks pretty metal, though. Dead. All right. Well... It's worth a, worth a try. Hands it back to Vargas. Tuck it away again. Then we think he'll say, uh, well, we can check beyond this door, see what we see. If it looks like the passage is safe enough, uh, as looks at Asher for a second. You can tell he's kind of not quite sure. Asher, uh, said. San- Sandra. Uh, we can... <laughs> excuse me, as Sandville said. Uh, you know I'm still meeting all of you. Of course. I did meet an Asher, though, in town. Handsome devil. Yes, I met him as well. Uh, I'm terrible with names. 
But as Sanville said, we can see how dangerous it looks, and then I think it would make the most prudent sense to head back to town for healing and a refill on our water breathing. Yes, I believe uh, the term gentleman's peak was used, which I, for one, am excited about. Excellent. Yes. Uh, and, and to be better at gender inclusivity, I, sh- I should have said gentle person speak. I apologize, Kira. Oh, I've opened all sorts of experiences. I hope wish I hadn't said that. Uh, as do I. <laughs> right, well, we've managed to make a good, solid, not awkward conversation in this room, both with this person and in front of them. Um, <laughs> yes, that was all very, very educational. You all suck. Goodbye. Let's go check out the door. Now, Seth mentioned that there are actually uh, two doors. There's one to the south, and then there's the one you saw in the north. Uh, which one are you heading towards? Well, we have a safe path to the one in the north, assuming nothing has reset itself. My thoughts exactly, Kira. Then, right? What path are you taking up to the door in the north? The third one is the four. I should have erased all those check marks while you're talking. <laughs> that would have made this a lot more menacing. For the listeners at home, they keep taking the exact same path because they littered it with check marks like a minesweeper board. Hey, some might say, uh, with a rather effective stroke of genius. <laughs> a lot of perception checks were poured into each and every one of those. So, um, well, you can see that same bug-eyed, covetous look across Rix's face. Mm. Oh, um, <laughs> and uh, he um, looks at the circular seam. And I guess he'll like, roll a perception check on the door. See if he sees a, an easy way to open the door, as well as any visible traps, even though he was told there wasn't any. That is going to be a 13, a 14 for high-tech and mechanical traps. There don't appear to be any traps. Um, this item does appear to be mechanical and high-tech in nature. I would say you probably want a, a knowledge engineering too try to figure this thing out. Yeah. Is this... Is this glassite? Uh, yeah. I don't know if you want to do separate rolls, Asher, or if you want me to aid you. Yeah, separate rolls. Uh, I don't think the listeners heard me nodding, oddly. Uh, but, uh, that's a total of a 12. Ooh. 18 on the die plus 5 makes it 23. That makes sense for Bricks. This is his thing. After uh, looking over this um, wall and the seam in it, uh, which does indeed appear to be glaucite, um, Brixby is fairly sure that this has actually been locked from the inside. Um, Messing with it, you know, just sort of trying to poke at it and prod and try maybe a 
a lock pick along the seam or running like a dagger along the seam, it seems to be sealed tight. Well, I'll be honest. Um, I don't have a lot of uh, experience opening things like this, but I'd say that if any of the four of us are going to do it, well, without bashing it with a hammer over and over again, it's going to be me. I don't think we can get in here. If there's another way in, maybe we should go and find it. Well, she said there was another door, right? Yeah, to the south. Well, perhaps we should return and trace our route through the camp or see if even one of them would be willing to guide us. It's wise. And cowardly, I like it. I like the combination of those two things, often. And at that, Asher, you know, looks taken aback. Didn't think my practicality was cowardice. Oh, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Coming back down here, Steph's like, what do you want? <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, us again. <laughs> Can you come with us this time? You mentioned there was another door. Ah. Yes, just do our camp. Just head down off the ledge and take a take a left, and then we'll be along the the wall there. All right. Were we gonna ask for a, a guide, or do we not think we can talk them into that? Well, I wouldn't know. Oh, there's one. Brixby seems to refer to you as his friend and me as a coward, and <laughs> hate to lead us. Uh, into an even more precarious situation by by asking someone to help through their own territory. That would just be why I'd just be running away with my tail between my legs should I had one. <laughs> I'll lead the way. And he's already off. Leading the way. Boldly. To a certain death. And Carol will rush to catch up and as she walks by she'll be like, you suck. <laughs> Yes, yes, you suck, you suck. Now, heading down in, into the largest room in the cavern that you've come across, uh, you do find that the eastern wall is uh, made of this same dark gray metal. Um, here, the expanse is more pitted and scorched looking. Uh, like it's been, I mean, it's more exposed over here. Maybe it's just been hit by water more. Um, but it still looks quite solid. There's a strange uh, circle right around where you have gathered for some reason. Um, about five feet off the ground. Uh, it looks very much the same as the uh, one to the north. Like a hatch, possibly? Like a possible hatch. Well, roll a knowledge engineering then. Perhaps I should look separately. I would hate to contaminate the, the sight with my trembling, cowardly fingers. It's a natural 15 for uh, 21. Oh, the cowardly Asher, um, and is the one ahead of the game here, and realizes that this 
door here has a simple release and it slides right open when prompted. As the door swings or slides or something's open, uh, Kira will lean over to Brixby and be like, you should apologize to him. You're right. Asha looked out at my tiny, very serious face right now. You, with your gun and your cool gunslinger witticisms, just intimidate me so much that I project my cowardice onto you. Now, would you like to step in through the door first? I accept your apologies. I, I understand that my, my swagger could be intimidating. I don't mean to do it intentionally. So, subconscious. But yes, all's well. And he'll step through the doorway. Pistol drawn. It's a little bit of a climb for Brixby. Everyone else can, can make it up there without much of an issue. But it leads you into a strange hallway where the walls, floor, and ceiling of this slightly curved hallway are made of a smooth, dark gray metal. Panels of lighter material run along the ceiling eight feet above. Uh, to the north and south, the tunnel is blocked by walls of metal junk and rubble, while a uh, doorway sits uh, to the east. Never seen anything quite like this place. Nasher is almost as excited as Brixby was looking up at the north, as he too has spend plenty of time uh, looking and searching and scavenging for things in his own right. What treasures lay beyond, I wonder? Yeah, um, Brixby's definitely just amazed with this initial foyer as well, just the the metal on the walls uh, and the floor. Uh, he's just, you know, nose to the ground, kind of examining every inch around him. But pulls himself away, realizes there's a task at hand, and perceives to the east to see if uh, there he can see any danger or traps before his party continues on. Eleven on the die makes that an eighteen. Uh, a nineteen if it is high-tech or mechanical traps. There don't appear to be around any traps. So, can you see yourselves? Can we see any from? It's a very large map to navigate. It's already fairly zoomed in, and my token is still very tiny. You should now all be able to see your um, hallway. And um, as you open the door um, at the edge of that rubble-choked hallway, you find another very similar-looking one, um, a narrow hallway with the same sort of dark gray metal panels with lighter panels on the ceiling. Um, and sitting in the middle of this hallway is a strange three-legged metallic being sitting completely motionless just a few feet away from you. What are the chances it stays motionless if we get closer to it? Because I think very low. Could we tell anything about it from this distance with a knowledge check? I uh, could do a knowledge engineering on it. Hey, Big Pink. 
That is only a 15 from Bricks. All right, let's roll that knowledge engineering here. Uh, for what it's worth, I am treated as though I possessed a technologist feat for the purposes of identifying alien creatures, if this is maybe alien. Uh, that's another natural 15 for a 21 uh, engineering. Okay. Oh, and Brixby does have the technologist feet or no? Mm. Yeah, I have this. I just have the full-on technologist feet. Because this creature uh, wouldn't be considered alien. Um, it, it is, however, uh, technological uh, being. This is uh, something that Brixby has heard tell of, a repair drone. And it appears to be dormant. Uh, you can ask a couple questions on this one. Oh... All right, I'm on special attacks. The repair drone has a um, special polymer net uh, that it can uh, usually fire off to detain people. Um, other than that, it, it just normally has its hands for slamming. All right, and uh, special defenses. Um, as a construct, it has your normal um, construct immunity to mind-affecting effects and enchantments, that sort of thing. It is capable of repairing itself or repairing other robots. Right. Ash, are using that thing up ahead? And then you, you know as much as I do about these sorts of things. That's a, that's a drone. That's a it can repair itself and other machines, but it doesn't appear to be working right now. Though, see, the sentence I said just prior to that, this does seem to answer your what has free legs question, Vargas. Yeah. This thing must have been here a long time if it's on those cave paintings in the entrance. It's true, unless the... Skulks did that. They um, didn't seem particularly bright nor advanced. Though, you may be right. This, who knows how long this has been here. I've only heard about these things. Well, their leader claims to have uh, not heard of it, but I wouldn't exactly trust her very much, so you could be right. If we could restore this drone and keep it from harming us, could be incredibly useful and valuable to have. I would agree, especially for the people of Torch. Maybe it could even fix whatever's wrong with the torch itself if we can get it up and running. We should try to fix it then. I I can't really do anything here, but I'm decent at like a craft, quote, blacksmith, should that come up. Yeah, I know there's a specific craft mechanical. I know there's a craft clockwork and... This might be different. Yeah, I know those two things are exclusive. Yeah, it's considered totally different from clockwork. Awesome. Imagine a uh, craft weapons would not help much. <laughs> no, would craft alchemy, but perhaps someone at the Temple of Bri may have the skills and the knowledge to bring this drone back. Would we be able to bring someone from the temple here, though? Wasn't the uh, deal you made with the Skulks no new humans? I did say no surface dwellers, yes, but 
if we are able to transport this drone out, uh, it would not need to have water breathing in order to return the torch. Between the, the four of us, I imagine we have the strength necessary. Well, would we have the strength necessary? What Would that be like a perception to try to figure out exactly how heavy this thing might be from looking at it? Just try and pick it up, Chunk Punch. What are you waiting for? Is it man-sized? Yeah, it's um, it's a medium creature, so it's about yeah, the size that's of a person. And it's metal, so it's kind of theoretically pretty hardy. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And like, even with uh, four of us, I'm trying to think of us dragging that thing up a water ton. <laughs> Rope man? And it just looks pretty heavy. Yeah. Metal. <laughs> just trying to think, like, I'm imagining what I'm picturing in my head. I know you showed us the picture of it. But I'm thinking of, uh, and I can't think of the name from right now, but the three-wheeled robots from the Fallout series that have the uh, sh- shoulder missile launchers that are like the size of a person, which weigh about two tons in that game. <laughs> well, it's a lot of tons. If we are officially partnering with Bethesda, I look forward to our swag. Uh but we could try and tie ropes to it or something. I don't know. It's true. Well, we also have to see that it's not working first before we drag it out. Maybe we'll get lucky and it'll come with us. Yes. Yeah, what happens if we just poke it some? Which is, I guess, a question that is best asked by doing it. Well, Asher chambers around. He didn't say on air that he reloaded. I certainly... Watch whoever's back is to attempt to poke this thing. Did we check for traps in this hallway yet? Yeah, Brixby did a, a check. So Brixby will saunter up with Kira and Vargas. Um, although, wait, does, does me being there block Asher's shot? Yes, entirely. You know what? Okay, so... I think unless someone stops her, Kira will take up her great sword and just kind of jab at it. She's just. Are you awake? Is she? Do you want to be a friend? Is she hitting it or is she just sort of nudging it? It's very much an experimental poking. Hot contact. There's a you know a metallic ping, and then the um, eyes of this thing light up blue, and it makes the sort of. Standard Transformers, and it springs to life as an activated machine, which appears to be ready to strike. But I'm going to bed. Should have just hit it. Good night, Good night Sam. Sam. <laughs> Property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. 
Well, at least it's not a robot frog. The frogs will be later.